Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. It's that time again to buckle up the seatbelts and head out and get ready to talk about what's going on in the automotive industry. And there's none better person to join me on that trip than Les Jackson. Les, how you doing? Hey, just great. Just great, Fred. As usual, we're having fun. Um you know, imparting the knowledge that we've gained in the last week uh, about the auto industry. Of course, we've been doing this for many, many years. So uh, we're kind of, I like to think of us as uh, sort of walking libraries. What do you think? (laughs) Okay, well, let's (laughs) give some more of that information. And that involves something brand new from Volkswagen. They are reviving a tough truck name from the past to enter the pickup truck market in the U.S. Plus, it signals also, on a different note, an entry-level EV is in the making. And that's good news for a lot of people that want to dip their toe into the world of electric vehicles. Absolutely. And Mitsubishi is also... Doing some electricity, uh, they've revealed it's uh, their plug-in hybrid Outlander, which is, I think, going to sell very well. Yeah, I, I do too. And uh, speaking of electrified, also we're going to talk about the Range Rover Sport, which gets hybrid editions and uh, even still has a V8 as an option as well. So we'll talk about that. Well, you're right, and. Uh, I, of course, am going to be uh, reviewing our, our At The Wheel review this hour, the uh, brand new Mini Cooper, which I've been scooting around in this week. Um, it's it's a Mini. What can I say? Yeah, it's a lot of fun, I'm sure. I'm sure. And uh, you're going to have a full At The Wheel review for us of that. And a whole lot more. You never know what's going to happen here on Cruise Control. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. It's all there, Les Jackson. Uh, Have memories of the Scout? It was the International Harvester Scout. Yes. I remember seeing a bunch of those around here in Northern Virginia many, many years ago. Yeah, I had one for a very brief period i was given it because someone couldn't get it started Hmm. and they had started to like pull apart ignition switches and that and it was in brooklyn new york and it was sitting there so i had to go in there where my dad worked and uh what happened is someone stole the wheels off of it (laughs) when it was so it ended up being scrapped unfortunately hard to drive it was Um, a two-wheel drive version but i thought it would have been fun to dump a diesel in it or something and and just putter around in it but never got it never got a chance to do that but now who knows maybe we'll get a volkswagen scout to check out 
And uh, we'll tell you about that and a whole lot more when we come back on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Stay tuned. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here. We are rolling along as is Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they're they're going uh, big guns here. Their first thing they're launching is an all-electric pickup. Sounding familiar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it's something they want to, uh, uh, space that's they right. want to play in, yes. Right, and a rugged SUV. Uh, and they're bringing a name back. It wasn't their name. Right. But it's a name any of us have been around for a number of years would remember. It's the Scout, which yeah, is a good Scout. name. Yeah, it's a great name. And, of course, it belonged to International Harvester. The Scout was really ahead of its time. It was... Mm -hmm. uh, a two-door and a four-door SUV, body on frame, you know, built tough, corn binder, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, and uh, so Howard Deese, who is CEO of Volkswagen AG, has said after Volkswagen's success, successful turnaround in the U.S., we are now taking the opportunity to further strengthen our position in their most significant growth markets of EVs, including a highly attractive pickup truck and our SUV segment as a group. This is going to be a kind of a standalone brand or sub-brand, the Scout brand. And um, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to see what will come out of it. It almost looks like the old international Scout in a way. You know, it's very square. A little, yeah, a little bit, kind of boxy. Do you think uh, International Harvester uh, just let that uh, name um, kind of well, fade away? They didn't keep keep it up with it as far as the... Yeah, um, they didn't keep up their uh, copyright. Trademark, uh, trademark name, so they lost it, just like Ford lost GT40. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what, what these things are. Obviously, yeah. they've got a lot of competition, the Ford Lightning... Uh, the Hummer EV and uh, Rivian uh, and a whole bunch of other people. But you know what? Hey, it's going to get exciting. Uh, will these have be much? Will, will they be more capable than their current offerings? Probably. Um, it's kind of an exciting yep. time. I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what they come out with. Aren't you? Absolutely. I, I like all of this going on. I'd like to see them do more cars but we all know that's not happening no that's not happening because this is what people want but yeah um, it's sort of uh it sort of has like a land rover take on it too doesn't it or it Range does rover take. it does yeah you know kind of a kind of a european um squared off yeah, yeah. kind of look for it yeah so well well that's about all we know on that model but we do know a little bit more on this model which is from the folks over at mitsubishi actually a lot going on at mitsubishi they've got their their lineup being completely freshened up and it's a lot of good news there they're gonna uh, reveal the mitsubishi outlander plug-in hybrid at the twin cities auto show which is a unique place to reveal it i don't know why but um, 
It is uh, the modernized uh, Outlander. I'm supposed to get into one of these pretty soon. I'm actually looking forward to it because I think it's a great value. Yeah, it's, it is. You know, Mitsubishi, they promised us two years ago that they were going to be bringing out a bunch of new models. Yep. And they've kept that promise. Um, I've never heard of the Twin Cities Auto Show. No, no, I haven't either. But uh, what's interesting about this plug-in hybrid is it has motors on the front and rear uh do we have anything on range i don't think we have anything on range uh, electric range it is a four-wheel drive system um and the the drive battery has been increased to allow the ability to operate more frequently in the electric mode um but uh increased capacity of the battery and a larger gas tank it's all good i guess um, but uh, I don't know what the range is on this. I guess around 32 uh, in full. Electric. I would I would think somewhere between 35 and 25 uh, and 25. Yeah, but good looking vehicle and uh, certainly yeah. one that we want to check out. I have a regular Outlander coming up in the rotation, and we'll have an at the wheel review of that uh, when when that becomes available. But uh, good stuff. Uh, now over at Mercedes. They're celebrating 55 years of AMG, and they have a way of doing it with uh, Boy, this sure CLA didn't think it was, 45. Didn't think it was that old. Yeah. And it, it will be making the trip into the world of electrics, as, as we've seen already, that they are doing that. But when we come back, we'll tell you a little bit more about this Mercedes AMG CLA 45 edition 55 only 55 of these are going to be made so they're probably sold out already yeah oh we'll, probably we'll tell you about that and more when we come back on cruise control i'm fred staub he is les jackson we'll be right back cruise control Welcome back. Welcome back to Cruise Control. We were just uh, finishing up on the Mercedes. Actually, we weren't finishing. <laughs> we were on just the, starting. <laughs> on the, the, the AMG 55 years, and it's the 55 or edition 55 that they're putting out in honor of that. Uh-huh. Uh, the one we're showing a picture of is kind of a unshiny uh, black finish with of course, the red Brembo's um, pretty slick, Racing pretty slick. Wheels. And I think pretty fast. Would that be a reasonable statement? Yeah, uh, it is the Edition 55 19 inch AMG cross spoke forged wheels. Uh, it has uh, AMG aerodynamics package and uh, an AMG night package. Um a lot of appearance here, but also a lot of power as well. Yeah, that's that's what AMG is all about. Here's the key takeaway, Les. If you buy a CLA 45 Edition 55, you get a customized AMG indoor car cover. <laughs> okay. Made of tear-resistant synthetic fiber. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, there's um, some... More importantly, there's a two-tone classic red and black Napa leather interior. I always like that. I like a black car with a red interior. I think that's that's a pretty safe combo. It's not something I would choose myself, but it is it, it is 
pretty striking looking. Yeah. Um, and if there's only 55 of these coming to the U.S. market, so probably, you know, they're snapped up by collectors. When you probably already. Yeah. So, so there you go. We just told you about a vehicle you probably can't buy. <laughs> yeah. We, we hope you enjoyed it. You're never going to own one. How about this? Let's talk about one you can buy. And the 2023 Toyota Highlander, one of my favorite uh, crossovers. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice crossover. Rides nice. Uh, it has a new high efficiency turbo gas engine and new dual 12.3 inch screens for the limited and plat platinum models. Power folding mirror mirrors add convenience and improved wireless charger location. Now, what they've done, uh, they've made a four-cylinder turbocharged 2.4-liter engine that delivers 309 pound-feet of torque, which is more than the 3.5-liter V6 at 263 pound-feet of torque that it replaces. Um, and that's pretty pretty impressive torque numbers. Also, it's going to increase fuel efficiency and decrease um, emissions. And it has got a manufacturer estimated number of 24 miles to the gallon. Um, so that's an improvement over this uh, V6. And this is yeah. something that we've watched throughout the years. Four-cylinder engines... Pumping out three three hundred nine pound feet of torque, some of them up at almost four hundred horsepower. It's pretty amazing numbers from a little four cylinder, isn't it? Uh, you know, do you think? Do you think um, that something that large over time that that uh, the engines might kind of take a lot of wear? I always thought that. I always thought that. It was better to have a bigger engine that worked lighter than a smaller engine that you had to rev up and and turbocharge. Yeah. Now, does you a turbocharged engine get nowadays a production turbocharged engine? Do you get less life out of it because you're boosting it? It doesn't seem to be the case so far. Yeah, I mean the turbo like the old can days. go bad, but yeah, you replace that. It's external. Yeah, uh, but it's, you know, you just, I always kind of worry about that, that, man, you know, it's small displacement, but um, obviously the engineers and uh, marketing people have done some serious study on that issue. Typically, too, they're not only small displacement and boosted, but some of them, even the boosted engines have pretty high compression ratios, so you wonder about that, too. Yeah, that's right. Um, but. But there you have it, the Highlander. Uh, you know, the the V6 is kind of going away. People talk about the V8 going away, but the V6 is going away <laughs> as well. V6s are going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This also, it, this, this was a funny takeaway from this uh, press release. It says they have a mid-century modern-inspired soft-text trim seats with fabric inserts and bronze-colored stitching. <laughs> mid-century now of course not mid-century homes you know uh they were big windows and things like well that. big windows and slender blonde furniture or yeah. light brown 
uh, it was never and and every home had to have a uh, a rolling uh, drink making cart <laughs> a bar bar cart <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah but uh, soft text is another thing I'd like to talk about for a minute um, people might not know it's a, actually a synthetic leather and it's pretty nice uh, it is nice I, I was like in uh, an outback wilderness that had it and you could just wipe it down you know and it didn't feel like cheap vinyl seats it was very soft uh, yeah the name soft tex and uh i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind having it in a vehicle you know i think it, i think it was very no i wouldn't either uh leather requires um some maintenance yeah soft tech uh yeah as you say just wipe it down yeah wipe it down so that's that's your term for this week soft text it's a synthetic leather and um i don't know what it's made of probably yeah and it's (laughs) it's not like the old german text tan which was the vinyl in german cars in the 70s it was it but it was it was not soft it was was like sitting on a formica counter (laughs) Uh, perfect for that road trip perfect for that exactly hey you're listening to cruise control your on-air automotive magazine we're glad you're along for the ride i'm fred staub he is les jackson we got a lot coming up here yet on this edition uh we're going to talk about how one auto executive is not too excited about electric vehicles. We'll tell you why he's got an issue with them. Uh, we're going to talk about the Range Rover Sport, which is yep. an electrified edition. Uh, Range Rover is also going to have a fully electric version down the line. And you drove the Mini Cooper, uh, which I is, did. Which um, is very cool. The uh, latest Mini Cooper. The latest Mini Cooper. Uh, I love I love the sh- shots of the original Mini Cooper, uh, which are kind of kind of fun. <laughs> I still th- I still think that's one of the coolest looking little cars. That's out the there. color, by the way. Yeah, that that's sort of a green. Yeah. Yeah. So, so fun little uh, thing Mini put together with the uh, with an original Mini, and uh, the current Mini. Um, <laughs> Cool considerable stuff. difference in technology yeah just a little bit difference in uh, technology i think the nav system was uh basically some uh, on paper <laughs> yeah <laughs> with, it was with holding up a big road map <laughs> exactly exactly um yeah so a lot coming up on cruise control and we've also got a lot of great vehicles we're going to be driving uh as well uh you are in the ford bronco right now right uh, I drove the Ford Bronco. Uh, we'll, I'll review that in a week or so. Uh, getting the Mach-E, uh, getting another uh, new Escape. Wow. And something else that I can't think of offhand. I'm going to get one, uh, the Subaru BRZ. with It's got one of those uh-huh. three pedal cars. Um, three pedals, a manual transmission. I'm, I'm looking forward to driving the BRZ. You and I talk about it a lot on the show as a as a cool car, as something like an autocrosser or a cool first car. Um, and it's fun. It will be fun to be in it because that's gotten a lot of upgrades. So I'm kind of excited about that. I also have the Kia Nero hybrid, which is getting cool. crazy miles to the gallon, even around <laughs> town. Uh, it's like, like deep into the forties. So that's pretty, pretty cool stuff. Uh, 
All coming up, though, on Cruise Control, so stay tuned. We'll be back, and we've got plenty more to go. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub here, along with Les Jackson. We're glad you're along for the ride. Joining us for our trip around the automotive industry. A lot to talk about still. Still. Uh, because there's just so much going on. And it's an interesting one. Uh, I found this interesting article about this on uh, on Carbos. But I... I you you uh, had a little bit of trivia before the break, before we get into this article. And uh, it involves a question, the Maverick, right? The Maverick, which, of course, uh, the new Maverick Ford truck. But back in 1970, Ford made a, a Falcon derivative called the Maverick. Right. Uh, but uh, that was not the first Maverick okay. car model. Um, so... Uh, you now know, but I, I imagine most people uh, would would not believe that there was a Maverick earlier than that. But it was in 1958 when uh, the James Garner popular TV show Maverick was running. Big deal show. Yep. And Jeep uh, was a sponsor. And uh, one season they decided that they would make a Jeep model, just paint and trim uh, and call it the Maverick. Uh, but they didn't copyright the name. Now, it's interesting. I wonder if uh, any of those still exist. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I Probably somewhere. Right. Maybe, you know, if it's just paint and trim, maybe someone just repainted it and didn't care, didn't know about it. Eh, that's, that's an old yeah. TV show. But nowadays, you know. Or how would you know? And maybe somebody could just recreate it and you wouldn't know. But uh, that's that's true. Maybe it was plus a trim tag. Who knows? Plus Ford would probably sue you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, we talked about this earlier in the show where International Harvester owned Scout. International right. Harvester no longer makes passenger vehicles. They just make trucks, medium duty and heavy duty trucks. Um, so I guess they didn't care. Uh, about keeping the scout name or maybe they did and uh, and Volkswagen bought it from them right that's right well just like uh, or similar to the way uh, Plymouth bought the road runner road runner uh, image or rented it from uh, Warner Brothers right uh, back in the in that model days um hey why not yeah. I mean it's it's kind of good for everybody yeah well, let's jump into our next story after that trip down trivia lane. And this <laughs> involves right. Stellantis. The CEO, Carlos Taveras, says there are some serious issues on the horizon for sustainable transport. And hmm. he was uh, talking at the Financial Times Future of the Car 2022 conference. Uh, he said the material shortage, at least at the Stellantis brands, are set to keep going. And more than that, his outlook on the whole EV transition had a rather bleak spin on it. 
And he says models like the Jeep Wrangler 4XE, the Grand Cherokee 4XE, as well as the brand's uh, complete lineup of upcoming EVs will continue to be challenging to produce due to material shortages the industry is experiencing. And that will, of course, become more acute as Stellantis transitions to a fully electric brand. He said that the industry-wide shift to electric vehicles is only going to exacerbate supply chain issues. They won't be going away anytime soon, and especially when it comes to batteries. Um, and he predicts that by 2025 to 2026, demand for increasingly complex batteries will reach new heights as brands compete or begin their trans complete or begin their transition to electric vehicles. And uh, EVs may become bad for business as costs are transferred to the consumers. I, you know, what we talked about here is you may never own a car. Maybe owning a car or SUV will become a thing of the past and they'll all be leased. Yeah, um, I think that's pretty likely. Also, uh, I don't think he's wrong about what he's saying. I think maybe he's uh, overestimating um, technology advances. And also, I don't think if there's one brand that doesn't really have an urgency to go electric, it's Jeep. Mm -hmm. So I think he's got a lot more breathing room uh, be before the the big switch, which still is 10 years away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just signaling that what are we going to do about what are we going to do about shortages and that and uh, there's, yeah, there's well, a lot to think. I mean, I'll say nobody's really talking about fixing up the electric grid at all. You know, and, <laughs> we, and, and we'd better gonna, start talking. Transfer, you know, everyone's going to come home and charge their electric vehicle up at night. <clears throat> Because people are not going to wait. They're not going to just not going to do it. They want to charge it up right away. You know um, what happens then? Or does it have well, to be something that's catastrophe? It all goes bad. And then we just throw billions of dollars at it. Well, once again, um, in the words of uh, <laughs> of uh, Winston Churchill, Americans will always do the right thing, but only after they've exhausted all other possibilities. <laughs> it, it's true. So I think that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is an interesting article about, you've heard of these, the term shotgun exhaust, where uh, it's, yes. it's common now where people remove the mufflers, they rev the engine up to put fuel into the exhaust, and then right. it backfires. It, it backfires. And yep. I have to say, I like loud cars. You like it? But I don't like that sound. That sounds like no. a gun going off, right? It's also illegal. It's also illegal. There's a law in New York, especially uh, in New York, if you're caught with that, that, it's a big, big fine. Now in California, they're going to use cameras with microphones yep. that can determine uh, sound-activated enforcement it's a sensor that activates when it hears a loud noise and then takes a picture of the offending vehicle. Uh, some people are saying it, it's kind of too new. Uh, it, I have to, I'm going to quote the Carbuzz article because it's funny. 
Um, it says it's too new to pinpoint offenders in traffic, except if you're the dude driving the purple Subaru WRX with the Eiffel Tower as a rear wing. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, uh, and that's a direct quote from Car Buzz. But uh, yeah. this is SB built SB 1079. Um, there are, are some severely loud exhausts that popping and, 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 you know, it's, it's, some of them sound like a shotgun to me. Uh, or louder. Yeah. Um, I'm very familiar with this. I've, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm working with the Alexandria and Arlington city governments about it. Um, uh, New York city and uh, Knoxville, Tennessee are already using these and they've cut down these violations by about 80%. Yeah. And I've measured uh, those cracking exhausts uh, at over 120 decibels, which is way beyond safe limits and for humid ears. It's typically, the guy also has the sound system pumping where you're four oh, yes. back and, and it's loud yep. in your car. It's like that would be loud if it was coming out <laughs> yep. of my speakers, you know. Um, mm -hmm. You wonder about hearing issues for for the. Well, I, you don't wonder. Uh, actually, any ENT will tell you that these people are going to have severe, severe hearing loss before they're forty years old. Right, and that's a long way to go to not be that's, able to hear. Yeah. Yep. So a little bit of technology there. Let's talk. Uh, let's get back into our talk about some new vehicles, though. Um, and this is well, that's the stripped down version. <laughs> that's the new base model. That's, that's the base model. Um, I don't recommend that, by the way. <laughs> it's, a, it's you don't need air conditioning, but um, yeah, no. We're, uh, but <laughs> wheels are extra <laughs> wheels and doors. Uh, there's a little bit, a bit more about <laughs> yes. the new Range Rover Sport. It has uh, a lot of technology in here. These are electrified vehicles. Um, talking about sound, it has a 14, <laughs> 1430 watt amplifier. Oh, man. Uh, next generation cabin air purification filter. Um, and it is electrified performance. They are extended electric hybrid, uh, two six-cylinder Ingenium gasoline engines, mild hybrid technology, and an all-new twin turbo V8 will be available in 2024. Uh, and then they're going to have a, a fully electric model coming out as well. But nice-looking vehicle. Especially, don't get the base model though. That that might be a little bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when pretty we, plain. When we come back, you're going to take a ride in the Mini Cooper, the brand new one. We're anxious to hear about that. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Now for the mini portion of our show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean a small portion. I mean, uh, I'm going to review the uh, the new Mini Cooper S hardtop two-door, of course. They don't call me Mr. Sporty for nothing. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, anyway, 
we've we've both Fred uh, tested minis uh, in the past. This is, uh, of course, true to the to the whole uh, legacy of minis. It's it's the same vehicle. Actually, it's that color. That's actually called uh, British Racing Green Four Metallic. Number four. There have been a number of different British racing greens. I did not know that. I, yeah, I, Triumph. I there was just one one color. No, that was that was Jaguar that actually had that originally, and then MG British Leyland had its version. Uh, Triumph had its version. If you remember, Triumphs were sort of a yellowish green. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> well, someday I'll ask you why British racing green? Why not red or blue? Uh, I don't know. But, <laughs> okay. I don't know. But either. I'll, uh, in any case, <clears throat> uh, this particular one has uh, what signature trim. This is an option. Um, now, the signature trim uh, is the keyless entry, of course, sunroof. Um, and uh, panoramic, by the way, sunroof, moonroof, uh, storage package. You can't store much in a mini. No, but so, what do they? What do they give you as a storage? Well, package? under seats and and a couple areas, and in the back, in the in the trunk, the trunk. Um, there's a little. Uh, things to to store little bags to store things in okay um it, you know it's just kind of a nice thing uh heated front seats but not power they're manual seats dual zone climate control uh you know a manual transmission this is part of the signature trim package for four thousand dollars now remember you have a rare car there because mini's getting rid of all manuals that's right. This is a six-speed manual. And by the way, it the clutch and the shifting is the smoothest, uh, quietest, simplest, most elegant clutch and shifting I've experienced in many, many years. It's cool. it is just as they used to say, like slicing butter. Yeah, butter. It really <laughs> is nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's what you get for four thousand okay. dollars. Um, and you and then the touchscreen navigation is a thousand dollars. Now we were talking about this uh, over the break. Minis still don't offer Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, and it, you know, that's just not good. But that's so strange because it's just. You know, come on, guys. I, I uh, guess I guess there is a licensing cost to it, maybe. Uh, or well, but these they aren't. Want you to buy the navigation, so because you can't. I don't know. It's a thousand dollars for the nav system. It works fine, mm -hmm. um, and it's you know it's the touch touch screen. Um, you get um, other other things. Uh, it's. Oh, actually, I take that back. It is now offering with this Apple CarPlay. But not Android Auto. But not Android Auto. So you may have to buy a $1,000 phone to make it work. Uh, yeah, you might have to. Yeah. Um, so 
it you know at least at least they're they're getting somewhere but but the the standard mini without this navigation package you don't get any of these compatibilities obviously you get bluetooth mm-hmm. so you know that's that's in there um otherwise the usual goodies with uh with mini and that is to say uh sport wheels uh these are summer tires on this particular model that's part of the trim package okay uh summer tires means great handling not so great ride uh minis are always for me kind of a stiff ride a a choppy well there's hardly any wheelbase too hardly any wheelbase um and when you get summer tires that's all about performance and there's lots of performance you know they're quick yeah, but then if you drive it in the winter, you got to have another set of wheels. And you got to have it. Well, yeah, or you can drive tires. these tires, but oh, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. In fact, I drove it in the rain the other day, and uh, it's pretty squirrely. Okay. As you might expect, there's summer tires, summer yeah. performance tires, uh, dynamic cruise control, all those other goodies. Um it still has on the middle of the dash the the little uh, the, all of the toggle switches and the leftmost toggle switch is to turn off the stop start mm-hmm. which in a mini is really annoying the stop start it most shudders. of the time it shudders i bet it, yeah it's just you know keep it running yeah. um and you which you can but you always it always defaults to to uh not now the seats are done and uh, i love the name chesterfield leather malt brown <laughs> i don't know whether to drink that or smoke it there these are <laughs> these cross stitched that's a beautiful color it's kind of a chocolatey color mm-hmm. um they're just gorgeous stitching extremely nice um it, it looks like an expensive leather handbag okay uh, beautiful, uh, and and they're comfortable. They, they don't they don't have too much bolster, but just enough. Um, so, but again, they're manual seats. So, which drives my passengers crazy. Now, do you think that was because of chip shortages, or it's just manual? I, you know, honestly, I don't know, um, but. You know, this is minis are not inexpensive considering it's it's not a basic car, but it's a it's a simple everyday runabout fun car. Virtually no rear leg room, maybe five inches when I'm not tall, but when my seat's back where it belongs in the passenger seats, uh, there's, I measured, it was, it was, it was seven inches. I call that a vestigial back seat. You know, it, yeah, it it's, was a it's, back seat. It, you can yeah. put your hat on it or a small pet. Or a or banana. A, yeah. Maybe a nice um, pet, a pet. It would be nice for pets. That's right. But it's very smooth to drive on, on the road. Uh, very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, slower speeds on you know uh, residential streets it's tires are pretty noisy but otherwise um it's a mini everybody loves them um 
your friends all stop. Oh, look, it's a mini. It's it's just great. Uh, so, and the fact is, you can carry a full week's groceries in what there is of a trunk, uh, and that's for sure. That's for us, four bags. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, yeah. Um, total price thirty four eight fifty, including the destination charge of eight fifty, which these days it's is cheap. is a is a giveaway. Yeah. Uh, 33 miles to the gallon highway, 23 on the road. I'm averaging maybe 30. Wow. Um, it's not bad. Well, yeah. Cause you know, we're not, we don't try to nurse them. Yeah. Uh, all in all a cool car, but I would prefer if I can, if I had one, I'd prefer larger wheels or smaller wheels, larger tires. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's yep. so right at the wheel of the Mini Cooper. We appreciate it. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.